What's good, everybody? You took us to the Lord Don Bronzeville, Briscoe, God Gooch, Dr. Quinn coming into your area, bringing mass hysteria, man. And right now I'm chilling with the Jam Company. And we're going to get into a little in depth about my upcoming album that I've been telling y'all for basically a, a year now, Don Briscoe. And who uh, who better else to talk to, uh, to you know, give y'all the scoop about it other than my homie Jamal from the Jam Company. Jam. So what's the concept of this album? So the concept of Don Briscoe, basically Don Briscoe is a memoir. It's a mem it's an it's a memoir that turned into an album. It's uh things about my life, you know, things that I've uh, fought through, things that I've gone through, things that have um came up on, you know, learning about self-determination, learning about self-confidence, self-esteem. You know, it's uh it's my journey through my years of uh depression, you know, my years uh growing up, you know, like uh you know, you like a lot of people would think that like with uh, the accomplishments I've made over the over my life, you know, that like, you know, he must have been some like really happy guy. And really, it's like I had a lot of had a lot of problems that a lot of people didn't really know about, you know, like. Uh, what was it like? There was a yeah, I mean, we'll get into it as we go through each track, you know, but I mean, there's a lot of things I've uh, expressed expressed in uh, in this whole album to really uh, let people know that, like. Hey, everybody goes through it. You know, I'm a I'm a big advocate for mental health, man. And uh I feel like this album is a great way to was a great way way for me to showcase like, you know, me personally, you know, like a self as a self-conscious rapper, you know, like I love conscious rappers, but I feel people like Drake or a or self-conscious rapper. Yeah, you can say he's poppy, he's mainstream and stuff, but he's a self-conscious rapper, you know. He talk a lot of rappers these days, you can call them emo, but they're self-conscious. They're talking about themselves. Like, this is why I fuck about you. Like, you, you may not know where I'm at in my life. Like, I can say it straight up and down. Me personally, like, the things in my life, I ain't the same person. But, uh, you know, those things ain't ever going to go away. But those things have been life lessons and, you know, helped me, like, build and become a better person over over time. You kind of start off with the the opening track, Narcissist. Uh, I mean, you have like a succession of like boastful punchlines, but it's um, it's mostly kind of uh, bigging yourself up. But there's but there's not like what? How would you say there's got to be some positives to? being boastful and inflating your sense of self-importance there right? is there is and it's and it's like a sense of like you know like um behind that track it was more like um the sense of hey like um i've had my narcissistic moments you know i felt like man like ain't like i never felt like i could do no wrong but you know yet we all had that switch you know you're like you know when like you do something great like like um i'll say i'll tell you this right now man never have i ever used the time I opened for Lupe for that matter. But I say the year after that, when I was in college, you know, like when, like, I ain't gonna lie, like niggas was like writing about me on the school newspaper, like every single day, you know, like either for track, either for rap, or I won some kind of contest. Like I was in a mansion, you know, I call it a man, a man beauty pageant. It was called a, uh, uh, yeah, people could laugh, but you know, I was a part of that. It was called a essence of a man. And uh, I only came in there because I wanted to say, say a message, you know, about being a, uh, about uh, being a, uh, a strong role model, 
You know, that's why I wanted to come in there. You know, originally, um, I never got picked. But then um, I wound up uh, getting picked later on. And then uh, because, like, all the people dropped out, and I want, you know, long story short, I won. You know, I was doing the talent talent aspect. People were calling me Lupe. And trust believe, when I was uh, – I was I looked up to him so hard, like, I wanted to win this so bad. Like, I felt myself this whole time, like, that year around then and throughout, you know, like, even during the dubstep day, um, ages, you know, like, I was a MC for dubstep and stuff, you know, like I really felt myself. It's not like I was like pulling holes here and there, like after shows. I never really was like a fan of always of, like doing that. Like, yeah, there've been a, like, yeah, there've been a few chicks that like came out my way to be honest that, you know, like throughout my like career as a rapper, you know, like doing shows and stuff, but it's been, it's been a few. I'm just be open about that one, but never, you know, I'm just, oh yeah, after all the chicks. And so, I mean, you know, this is misogynistic, but like, you know, I've always like kept everything. I've always kept everything separated. But like, where the narcissism comes in is like, you know, like it's like there was a time when I was younger. It's like I felt like I didn't necessarily feel I was better than people, but I felt like, yo, like yo, man, like what the fuck, like y'all niggas ain't on, y'all niggas ain't on shit. So what the fuck are you niggas on? You know, like I always surrounded myself around friends, so that kind of helped me balance my my behavior. But, you know, when you have your friends and we do, dumb, and, you know, your friend, you and your friends always do dumb shit, you know, you don't get into dumb shit, but then you're going to be like, man, whatever, man, nigga, that's living life. But then now the term, it's just living life has a whole new meaning. It's like, you know, you got to learn from that shit, you know, like, you know, like, I can't necessarily say I was like completely, I've been a completely narcissistic person, you know, like, just not like not believing I can do any wrong, but that I've been, I mean, I, I could say, I could personally honestly say with that, you know, like, that's where it inspired from like uh so i mean going back to the role model thing i mean we talk about in the second track uh for swear to god um black empowerment but you also kind of contrast that with the stagnation and the issues within you know within our community like how do you balance those two things um you know what i like i you know i i don't personally for me it's like I'm here to educate my people. I'm not here to slander or hate. I got my, I got my biases. I'll be honest as, as a human being, I have my own biases, you know, like um, there's some like belief systems I'm, I'm not really keen with, you know, but I do take, I do take away from certain people, you know, like I can't agree. I can't agree with everybody, you know, like I'm talking about like people who are like, you know, not higher ups, but people who are um, icons in the black you know, you know, um, I thought about, you know, uh, sweat, you know, like, uh, like, like, I'm pretty sure you caught the line when I said, uh, Wakanda forever. I'm sick of the slogan. Feel like check with Bozeman. Yeah. Cause remember when he was like saying, cause I mean, I, I don't know if, it, if the article was, was like real or not. Cause I remember like, he, like going around the internet and I'm um, hearing, hearing about him saying like, you know, he's a, a little tired of that slogan and stuff. And it's like, right. We gotta, I gotta feel that way in my scent in myself. Like I just, it's no hate towards Chad with Bozeman. What he did was bring representation and it's, it is a tragedy he died. What he did was bring that same representation to these kids as MC Hammer to me as a kid became becoming a cartoon, becoming a hammer man or static shock. You know, he was that kind of role model to kids, you know, and you can never take that away from him. I, I cherish the fact that he played some great role models. Like, look, I mean, come on, Thurgood Marshall, Jackie Robinson, James Brown, freaking uh freaking uh black panther and black panther was written by three white dudes out of marble you know and so i mean there's no animosity there was never any animosity towards that so i feel like i, I hope no one takes that deep into the line you know i mean i'm just saying in the aspect of like 
right. We gotta, we gotta understand, like, you know, they're representing, they're helping represent us by giving us that hope of like, Hey, we got these superheroes. But at the same time, my overall message was like, you know, we gotta quit looking to celebrities for, to solve our issues and start looking to ourselves. So looking at our communities because people, cause uh, it, you know, if, like if you want to like pinpoint it to just black history, a lot of black historians or historical figures were just regular freaking people. Doctors, teachers, lawyers, farmers, scientists. There were no celebrities. They weren't jazz singers. They weren't blues singers. They just made their money off the ta- off the off that they made their money from their talent because they knew their record labels and uh bars were paying them. That's how they knew how to finesse that. And us as artists got to really understand it. And us as consumers have to understand that. Yeah, we have, we have, we have to. I mean, it's for, unfortunate, but there there are some you know black uh, people that are owning their own businesses and own their owning their own and there's nothing wrong and there's nothing wrong with that you know we i mean we no but we need to use it we need to use it to our advantage (laughs) right exactly right we do and i feel like the majority i feel like the majority of us do i mean it's it's not like we i don't feel like we all don't i don't never i'll never feel that way It's, it's like i feel like in this game there's levels to it you know it's like you know, like I first learned about subsidiary companies when I was working at a bank because like in the bank system, I was able to look up what uh, who uh, owned uh, Claire's. And I believe what limited to when it was no. Yeah. Limited to it. It was still around. It was Claire's or it was. Yeah. It. Uh, yeah. It was owned by Claire's or the other way around. One of the two. But I started learning about subsidiary companies. So it's like, yeah, I feel like there's a way you got to infiltrate it. Was also a thing, but it's also thinking about having to, you know, go with your ethical and moral values as far as owning your shit. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like as a as an artist, I do have a responsibility of what I as, as far as content I put out with my music. Like, like uh, I ain't gonna lie, man. I mean, um, I'm not a fan of buying shit like Gucci or any like any Italian or French brand like that. I get them as gifts from like you know from the folks and all that. But I mean, I you know and then you know my favorite cologne out of all time is Dolce and Gabbana. Don't do not get it twisted. I will buy it. But you know, there's times I actually on my raps, I'm you know flexing like you know shit like Puma, motherfucking uh, uh, you know, cause I, I mean, I'm a go, I mean, I'm going against the grain with a lot of shit, but all like flex like Radii, even though now I don't even write that shit no more because Radii is out of business. Uh, I fuck with them, but I don't even, I mean, I can't even get them no more. But uh, I don't even rap about that. But like again, like you know, flexing that shit on raps, you know, like yeah, I mean, it's like you know, we gotta understand, like I ain't got, I ain't knocking the nigga for buying something. You know, it's cool and all, but, you know, we got to understand, like, where to put our money at, you know, where we consume, man. Like, again, like in the civil rights era, and we're still in it. Don't buy where you can't apply. You know, and I mean, I feel like there are some things, and I mean, a lot, and I ain't going to lie, man, there's a lot of the, a lot of the time you can't escape that shit. You can't escape cruelty-free. You can't, there's not a lot of cruelty-free shit. But yet again, we all talk about issues with outsourcing and all that. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword on that aspect. It's like nothing wrong, promote what you like. But you know, you got to give it some context in the sense of like, oh, I just like this shit. You know, like me personally, I just like this shit. I don't truly try to encourage people buying it, but I can see where I come where it comes from, where it sounds like, oh, he's saying go buy that because it's better. And I don't want to be that. But I mean, like, yeah, overall, with the message sweat of God is basically, you know, just understanding false prophets and shit. And um, 
you know, where like, right, you basically got hit the nail on the head right there. Now, uh, going into like the theme of consumerism on the track BNG, it seems very gluttonous and self-indulging, right? Is that is that the is that the theme? With being with BNG, oh oh, Bang, oh no, Bang was just a rock record, man. It's uh, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it was a that was a fun that was more of a fun record. It was like um. I won't really say there was actually any meaning behind it as far as like uh, talking about consumerism. I felt like it was a transition to like, but yeah, it's a record, man. I want to go test my waters in a rock and just experiment in a sense. Cause I mean, I'm a huge rockhead. I mean, I love the sex pistols. Uh, um, uh, what, what you gonna call it? Uh, minor threat, uh, death, uh, black flag. Uh, damn. Uh, they're from, they're from DC. Uh, 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 bad brains, bad brains. Thank you. I don't know why I was almost, almost forgot them. Obviously, the Misfits. You know, the Misfits are one of my favorite bands. Um, I wear a Misfits shirt all the time. I think you've seen that before. <laughs> we, uh, we did our first interview. So, yeah, but, um, you know, it's one that I test my waters in that and suck. I mean, I love Rage Against the Machine. It's like, uh, it's just like my, it's, I guess I guess you could say it's my attempt of like, you know, doing a punk, punk rock rap record. At You know, but at the same time, it's kind of uh, one of those like, I guess like the influence behind that was kind of like the times I, you know, when I was living back at home in Champaign with like, uh, you know, weed and do my weed induced adventures <laughs> and just hanging out and just like having like, you know, just some dope ass times while I like listening to punk music with some friends and shit. So it's kind of just setting that mood and that motion and that emotion with that and stuff. So it's kind of like easing the mind of like, you know, of like where, of what, of like, you know, after hearing some like, seriously like deep shit it's like all right let me relax <laughs> it's a breather now on um 5 a.m is this like based on a real event of you exchanging dms with a girl you don't even know online so 5 a.m live is usually it's like a song about me just like having my innermost thoughts about like what i do on a daily you know it's like damn man like i gotta come out with this new idea I gotta come out with this album. It's you know, it's basically the uh, it's like it's like rap. It's like when rappers, conscious rappers, are always talking about like you know being in the studio, recording, and then going through life. But it's without having to say all that. It's like you got. It's kind of inferred in the sense. It's like, and then uh, people talking about like they could change my life. It's like that part was referring to more so like a lot of uh, like promoters and. Promoters, I yeah, promoters I met like outside the internet and on the internet, and it's like, and I'm just like, nigga, I heard that story before, and then like I got a bunch of well wishes I don't even know. I mean, I don't even know like that. I mean, like acting like we kicked it before, like it's kind of like that goofy shit. It's like you know, knowing this stuff that you like been around, but you have to stay away from because like, you know, simply you got to keep your focus. You know, five a.m. live is like me having my focus moments and on my porch. Like at literally five a.m. because I'll be. It sounds like I'd be out here on my porch like at 5 a.m. smoking a blunt, just like smoking some blunts, like just uh, like dead ass. It'd be so funny, but like just thinking about the next move because I mean, I'm always thinking, you know, I'm always like, I mean, I'm always moving and shit, you know, regardless of what hell, what the hell is going on, you know, like, yeah, no, nah, it ain't about no, like, it wasn't a love song or exchanging, exchange of DMs and stuff. It's more about like, it, that part was more about like just the amount of like promoters and shit I've met. Over the years, they keep telling me, "Oh, I could change your life. Oh, I can do this. I can do that." On the fifth track, uh, SBY, 
was it S S Y B A U? Oh, shut your yeah, shut your, shut your bitch ass up. up. That's what I was assuming. That it was that's what it meant. Uh, what what kind of uh conversations of substance do you like to normally have? You know when I uh, you know when I came up with that song, like um, I wanted my I wanted uh, I really wanted to work with DJ Scully. Like I thought DJ Scully was like a really great uh. He's a really great staple in the city of Chicago. He's a really great, he's a really great artist, really great DJ. He's he's done a lot for the community, you know. Like I felt like since me and him have like connected and kicked it and all that, you know, like he made that, you know, he made that song for the uh Kiki Elevator uh uh um uh tape and everything. And I was just like, dog, like, yo, we me and Key gotta jump on that, man. Like originally. You know, originally I ain't gonna say names, you know, because I don't wanna I don't wanna put put niggas on blast, but there was another rapper supposed to be on there. He was a little more I mean, not that he gets my homie kid, but the homie was a little more well known. And I really wanted him on it because it, um he has a uh, cause I mean the idea behind it is uh is the spirit of Chicago. Cause I feel that DJ Scully and that one rapper uh come with that spirit of Chicago, but with kid on it, kid embodies Granted, he may be from uh, Homewood or Hazelcrest, whatever. I mean, he embodies the flavor of Chicago with his with his beats and with his music through uh, Juke and anything. And same with uh, and, uh, when Scully made that Juke track, I was like, "Yo, man, we got to rap to this, man." Like, I want to tell people, like, "Yo, man, Quinn understood. Quinn got y'all for the culture." You know, that's what I mean. I felt like that was a track for the culture more than a track for so because I mean it was like that's that's like my that's my appreciation to Chicago rap and Chicago rap culture like they like I really love the jukes I love juke you know I love house music you know like I think I, I felt like I had a greater appreciation for it since being since uh being in Chicago um now with the the track Zippo uh, what are some bad trips you've had uh I didn't have bad trips man it was just um that was uh explaining the time I've uh that was more so, uh, yeah, I never had a bad trip on weed, honestly, man. Never. I've got really super high and felt asleep, but never had a bad time on weed, man. So that's 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 great. But um, but uh, whatchamacallit, it was uh, during the time I was, like, really depressed, and I wanted to, like, express that because, like, you know, every day was just for me to, like, just, I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to get high. You know, I don't I don't care right now. Like, you know, whatever's going on with the world right now. I mean, like, whatever. I'm like, I got fired from my job. You know, was having some home a bit of home problems and shit. You know, not with, you know, not necessarily just family, but other people and shit. And you know, one day I just say, you know, I'm gonna just delete my social media and try to, you know, before that, like I was just on a whole thing of um just straight up smoking weed all the time. Like, just go to my nigga house and just get stoned, didn't do shit. Like, I wasn't even working on music and shit. I was just like. You know, like I got blackballed. I feel like I got blackballed in my hometown a little bit. Like niggas was not giving me shows or let me do shows and shit. And so I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna just lay low, whatever, man. Like I'm gonna just chill out and figure something out. But until then, I'm just keep smoking these blunts. And then I just got off my ass one day and I was like, you know what, man? I'm gonna just delete my social media for a year, man. And it's kind of what it symbolized at the end of the video, like where I walk up off the out the smoking circle. And then just leave the room and shit. Cause I was like, nah, I don't need this shit no more, man. Like I smoke weed still, yeah. But not not to ease pain no more. You know, like now it's just, you know, all right, now I'm back to being like comfortable. You know, like I've gone through a lot of depression in my life. And, you know, Zippo was like, you know, shit was so, you know, shit so fire, you might as well lie to with a Zippo. 
You know, like miles well, like fuck it. Like if you want to make your time feel time worthwhile, I mean miles will do it with luxury, so fuck it. Well, might as well mask the idea of just you getting high and just light it with a fucking zippo. <laughs> Sadly enough, I didn't have a zippo in the video, but that's how I felt. I'm like, you know, if I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna smoke these blunts big. Like niggas ain't doing this with a zippo. I'm pretty sure many are, but not my niggas. <laughs> um there go that there go that narcissism again. Right, right. On on bedroom verse, uh, is this just like a straight smash and pass kind of situation? And are you not? Yeah, that love? kind of shit. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's just three different perspectives about like, you know, when a chick is like, you know, well, y'all really about to get into it and shit, but uh she wants to play that little game with you before y'all fuck around and shit. And then it's like, I, I don't know why we out here playing games, but I mean, let's get to it, you know. Because <laughs> we got to do all this extra shit and, you know, like, and niggas do it too. They, you know, like, niggas want to start for time. You know, I want to talk and, oh, let's do this and get the drink. Like, you got, like, we've all had that moment as dudes, you know, like, I've had that where, like, oh, I want to get the move right. Let me go get the drink. She ready to fuck from the day, she, from the moment she get into the door. Like, I'm ready, but I'm ready to take this shit off. <laughs> you know, I'm out here playing games. I'm like, I ain't trying to play games. I just want to kick it and chill for a minute. It's just like, nah, nigga, I'm ready now, <laughs> you know? But uh, it's kind of like putting that perspective, you know, for like both men and women. But, you know, like as a male and being a heterosexual in that sense, like, yeah, I mean, that's where my perspective comes from. You know, like they want to do all this shit, like get the wine and all that. I'm like, man, I don't know why, why you playing right now, but all right, we can, get, we can do that. But trust and believe ain't no game after that. With the nice track VHS, uh, you're going back into your black as gold bag here. And um, what would be, what would the feeling of being comfortable while black in America look like to you? You know, being comfortable to be black in America for me will be the same, to have the same, uh, it would be, will be for me to have the same, the, some, the equivalent of white privilege or if white privilege were to be spread around, were we to be given to everybody where we can actually just be like, walk around fucking safe. <laughs> like, look, I don't, I don't feel like driving and having to get pulled over just because you think I'm somebody. You know, I don't want to feel like just because I'm saying, you know, just because, you know, just because I have the right to buy a gun. And if I chose to buy a gun, I should have to be looked at as a criminal. I feel like anybody that buys a gun should be looked at as a potential criminal because you have the because you have the potential to cause harm. If not to yourself, then to others. You know, I mean, it's like. You know, like, shoot, black man with a gun, all the dangerous, white dude with a gun, that's a patriot. Like, how is, how is, how is it the case? Like, I look at anyone with a gun, it's dangerous shit. You don't want that smoke. <laughs> On the track, Disrespectful, uh, when has getting into confrontation not gone your way? Um, I mean, I've mostly, I've always avoided confrontation most times, man. I mean, it's just like, I guess, I mean, the concept of uh, disrespectful is, is the aspect of, like, what we we're just talking about, like, being black in America and stuff. It's, like, it's not to say just retaliate, but it's, like, also, like, thinking of the mindset of, like, also, like, you know, there's retali there's, a re there's retaliation, there's taking action, and they're just reacting. You know, there's, there's trying, there's a building through, through the right means, and then there's building through, cli through uh, climbing to the top. 
And climbing to the top sometimes inquires you to step on people. The track Moxie, what characteristics would you say gives you Moxie? Oh, man, I was thinking of that, uh, I was thinking of that, like, 20s gangster vibe and stuff, man. Like, I heard that, I've heard that word so many times as a kid, like, from watching, like, you know, Tex Avery cartoons, fucking, uh, uh, John Quimby cartoons, like Tom and Jerry and, uh, Droopy and shit, and fucking, uh, I've heard that word so many times in, like, old cartoons and old TV shows, but then I was like, you know, to have moxie me basically means to have spunk, to have, like, to have vigor, to have power, you know, and it's like, you know, like, that was, was kind of like, what, you know, well, showcasing in that, you know, it's like, you know, even though there's, you know, even, you know, even though there's times I have my, like, doubts, you know, and I'm not going to turn my, I'm not going to, I'm going to keep my confidence, you know, moxie's about having that confidence and vigor and shit versus, uh, Versus having versus um having that uh that uh arrogance in you, you know, like it's more of about like having the self confidence to pursue. On boss hog, what goes into building your empire? So boss hog, yeah, that that uh that kind of like lead, yeah, Moxie really builds leads on the boss hog and that aspect of like of like a level up, you know, like you know what it truly means to be a boss in your you know in your world and shit, you know, like. You know, it's like, uh, how do you, you know, how do you put all this shit together in comparison to, in comparison to what you see? You know, like, I, I mean, like, yeah, that's, it's a, you know, it's like, it's, it's a wild one. Cause I mean, I wanted like, oh, like with that song, I wanted to like, just give the, I just want to give y'all like straight up bars over this because that beat has been in my head forever. Like it was in my head forever when I made that song. And I was like, uh. Cause I mean, I got it. I got all, I can't, I'm not going to reveal the sample, but, uh, I, uh, but I mean, I've heard that song and I was like, yo, I gotta, I gotta use that man. Cause like, this is, that's that acid jazz that I really love, you know, that kind of wild, uh, Manhattan style sounding shit, you know, that cowboy bebop sounding shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, it, it, and this on the 13th track, uh, corner stores, Seems pretty straightforward. I don't think there's any deeper meaning behind this one. It's just like straight up swagger rap, right? Yeah, we just get yeah, me and Chris Crack giving bars on that one. Shouts to Chris Crack on, on the track and all that. Oh shouts to uh Corey Ether and uh Fable on uh on bedroom games, man. You know, shout out to them, shout out to the little kid, DJ Scully. Shouts out to um to Denmark Vessi who's, who's uh who's on Ray Liotta. Um Shouts out to uh, my, my cousin Miles. Love you, cuz. Shouts out to, uh, <laughs> um, that's his call here, right? Yeah. Uh, Turtle. Uh, yeah, Turtle on the beats or B Giant. Uh, uh, Black Top Megaphone. Uh, who else made the, who else made it, made it on that, made it on this record? Uh, man, if I forget some names right now at the moment, you know, we can continue. I'll just, I'll just shout them out at the end, too. You, you good. Uh, on Ray, Ray, on Ray Liotta, what is your favorite scene from the God, uh, Goodfellas? Well, it never really came from Goodfellas, man. I mean, well, it did kind of because it's like I can't really say like there was a particular scene. I, I gotta watch it again, man. But I can't really rem say there's a, I think my favorite scene was uh, just all the Joe Pesci scenes. <laughs> like, let's be real, they're, they're my, those are my favorite scenes. Every Joe Pesci scene when he blew up, right? Yeah, he was mad unpredictable, like. <laughs> 
but it's like, you know, I say the song, the why it's called Ray Liotta is because like, I felt like I, out of like my friends, I've always been the Ray Liotta, you know, like that cool, calm dude who's sure, but then again, is cautious. You know, I've always had a friend that, you know, I, was, I don't know why I travel in threes, man. I have a friend, you know, like, I, always, I had a friend that, uh, I have a friend that's uh, like uh, Robert De Niro, like just straight up sure. He's like, yo, we're going to do this. And then another friend that's like straight up like Joe Pesci. I'm just like, dog. And I'm just sitting in the middle of this all the time laughing. I'm like Ray Liotta just sitting here laughing about this shit or get like, what did you say? Hey, I ain't saying shit to you, man. I won't even like that. <laughs> but like, it's kind of like reflecting on like, you know, my past, you know, growing up. And I've always had that happen to me sometimes. Like, I never had like too many friends that blew up on me like that, but I had friends that blew up on other people. But like, I'm always in the middle of just sitting there laughing at this shit. Like, man, I, I can't believe it. Like I'm all, like I feel like Ray Liotta in his role in uh, he became a boss, but he became a boss by being a fly on the wall in a, in the Goodfellas. Uh, on the track, my Guinness, is this a drunken rant? How'd you hit the nail on the head so quick, my man? That's what I gotta ask you on this one. I don't know. I, I listen carefully, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's it's about my drunken tirades, man. Like. You know, like I say, I've had my moments where, like, I say weed was my biggest vice through uh, depression, you know, but like alcohol has been like an issue for like some things and shit in my life. Like, I've done, I ain't gonna lie, man, I've had stupid drunken adventures and stuff, but then like I've had moments where it was just like, all right, you know, fuck it, I'm gonna just drink and then figure it out later. You know, so yeah, it pretty much just talks about my drunken tirades. So, like, even as a college student and shit, like, Oh man, like God! I, what? Here's a decent drunk story, man. This is funny. This was the year after I hung out with some friends from Eastern, right? Uh, came down. I was like, "Hey y'all, y'all down for these Incredible Hulks?" And then, cause I mean, we were already drank a briar before, like one one time before, and I was like, "I right, bet." So you already know what them shits do to your ass. Oh, man, I, I never, I never, I never had one before. Hypnotic and Hennessy, man. That's all you need, dude. It's it, it, y'all. You gotta be a G to drink that shit, man. Like Incredible Hulk's, nigga. It is it, not a game, man. Like, bro, I was drinking motherfucking uh, <laughs> motherfucking. Uh, I started drinking a uh, motherfucking what was it? Uh, Green Dragon. You know, I ain't gonna tell people how to do that, so I'll just keep your channel safe. But yeah, people who know what that is, yeah, that'll get you fucked up too. You know, like I. Doesn't that doesn't 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 that have absence? No, I don't. No, no I'll, I'll tell you about that later. Oh. But uh, oh, yeah, okay. Green Dragon. Yeah, yeah. If y'all if y'all if y'all feeling froggy and since it's like you know still some quote unquote quarantine and you want to and you want to get used to it, I, hey, do it if you want to. But it's gonna be one hell of a time. But anyways, uh, man, we went over to my we went over to my homie brother house, and you know we're hanging out drinking over there. Them, them shits had hit me early, hit me like in the middle of us at this party and shit. And so they'll like knock down their lamp or some shit like that. And then we wound up like smoking a bowl. And then like niggas was like, man, bro, you knocked down a lamp. Like, I ain't knocked down shit. What the fuck you talking about? Like, I didn't remember none of this shit. And then messed around and then uh, I guess we walked outside and I saw some snow in a car and I just started kicking snow off a car. Bro, I was messed bro, I was messed up. I'm not even gonna lie about that shit. I was just like, bro, drunk at tirades. Yeah, I've done, I was like, bro, I am not. <laughs> like, I woke up the next day, and my homies were telling me all about this. I'm like, yeah, 
damn. I'm going to need to slow down. <laughs> yeah, this man. is bad. Yeah. Uh, with the track Muse, uh, can this relationship that you have with this girl that you're rapping about be a simile of your journey through life? No, actually, it's an actual relationship. Well, not a relationship, but it was kind of like... Um, you know, like those, not, not, it was never an on again, off again relationship, but you know, one, you know, those people you, uh, that like just be around, they just, for some reason, like you just keep them around in your life for some odd, for, for some, for some odd shape or reason. Anyone can relate to that. You know, for me, it was a person I was talking to, like this is way, like this, is like when I first moved here and shit or whatever, but you know, it was, it was one of those like, you know, like, all right, we were we were into each other. After a while, it was over. I was in a relationship. I don't know. I didn't care about what happened to her. Then after that was over, I started talking to her again. And, you know, she kind of kept popping up, you know, during my time while single. Or I kept more like I kept popping up in this sense. And I got like stalking and like that. But it was like, yeah, it was like. It was a, it's like a really long one, but I mean, the song tells it in itself. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, we, it's like you want to be with that person but at the same time. It's like you see the flaws in them in the sense of like, it's like, no, it's not to say that like you can't love someone in their flaws. Like everyone has flaws, but then there's flaws in the sense of like build, building a relationship and like you can't be around somebody that doesn't want you. Uh, on the final track, Ooh Ops, uh, is this a story about somebody beating up a girl's man? It's an over-exaggerated story and shit. I'm not going to lie about that. You know, I'm not, I'm not no hood dude or nothing like that, but at the same time, um, I, I know what part you're talking about. Like, uh, you was falling drunk. His ass was talking. He got stomped out. So um, let me explain the song, and I'll talk about that. So it's like, the overall thing about the album is about me accepting myself. The album is about a lot of self-confidence and self-acceptance about, yes, there are some things in your past that have been shit and shitty. I may not have gotten a great detail into a lot of things, but you have done some shit things in your life. But at the same time, it's how do you grow? How do you build up, you know? And then... Um, you know, the beginning of the song, Uwabs explains it itself. It's like, uh, it's like walking back to the apartment and chilling. And then we see uh, the chick fall on the third set of stairs. And then her roommate started laughing and noticed it first. I was laughing at the shit. And then she was like, it's not funny. I'm like, it is funny, you stupid bitch. My dumb ass. And so guess what happened? Her boyfriend gonna come up. This nigga like five, six. Now I'm like six foot five, right? <clears throat> and me and me, me, I mind you that the time the uh the town we were in was a small white town and shit. It's Charleston, Illinois. So during that time when this happened, there were like already two cops posted up. There was a third one that drove by. So dude was trying to push me. And then so I just deflected every hit. I mean, I took martial arts way back when and shit. So, I mean, I ain't no punk. I mean, I ain't saying like, oh, nigga, need to try me. Ain't, ain't nothing like that. It's just, you know, at the time, it's like, you know, you got to defend yourself. I'm trying to de-escalate the situation. It's like, yeah, was I wrong for calling this girl a bitch? Yeah. 
it, I was. I was very wrong for saying that. You know, it wasn't right. You know, and I deserved the dude to come at me with that action. But at the same time, it's like we didn't need to get into a fight. I see how I, I see how I felt. Cause I mean, I would have been the same way. Like, man, fuck you. If, if someone came with my girl right now, I would have been the same way. But real talk, like, I should have kept my mouth shut. Again, it's I brought it up in the I brought that. And so after that, like um, what is it? Dude, uh dude back down for a second and would try to uh get at me. And then he tried to swing up my girl, and then uh, and then I and then uh, she died, and then I moved her out the way, and she dodged. And then I'm screaming at him, I'm ready to flint fire on the guy, but I'm like, man, there are three cops here, and I'm black, and this dude is white, and they don't think I'm beating this dude up. I really got to think about this logically, like literally, got to think about it methodically in the sense of like, how can I do? What can I do? without having to result me going to jail because I was on a track team on a scholarship. Um, I'm already taking classes and shit, and we don't even need to be in this shit. Like, the moment I get arrested, that'll all go away. And so out of nowhere, like, he gonna choke my mans, and he gonna, and he gonna choke him back. They going in the middle of the street. I break them apart. And I'm like, yo, we done. Get the fuck back. We are done, dude. We are not trying to fight you. I'm sorry for calling your girl a bitch, but for real. We are done. We are not trying to fight you. Was nobody trying to fight your little ass? So we all walked off and had a, you know, I, I apologize to my girl at the time. I felt bad. I'm like, I should have swung on his ass. I'm pretty sure niggas in the comments would probably be like, oh, yeah, you should have swung on him. Like, yeah, I should have. But if you really look at this situation and how it was going to go, like, I want to go to jail for, I ain't willing, I'm not, yeah, I ain't willing to go to jail for, for people for some, for certain occasions. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like a down person like that. It's like, but I ain't the same time I ain't willing to go to jail for anybody or for anything. You know, like if it had to do with anything with my family, I mean, that's obvious, but we ain't gonna talk about all that. But still, like, that was a high tense situation. We had to really learn how to play it cool. And not a lot of people, I mean, I'm gonna be real. I wouldn't have been mad at someone who was in the same situation with a swung on dude in, th- in front of three three squad cars. Hey, man. That's that we- but it was a really shitty situation, man. But it was one of those, like, when I brought that part in that aspect, it was like, you know, like, hey, people could, if people want to say I'm a bitch, I'm a bitch, whatever, man. Like, I ain't, I ain't no bitch in that aspect. It's like, you know, you got to know your surroundings. It's like, it's no different if, like, if, like, he had homies behind him and shit, it would just raid, it would just raid to do what they need to do. You know, gotta gotta play. You know, I don't know. I'm a person who likes to play it smart. You know, but yeah, that whole same, situation could have got out of control for sure. Completely out of control. Completely out of control. And I'm glad I didn't name names, but it could have got completely out of control. But I'm glad it didn't. It was one of those like that's what like the meaning of oops is. It's like yeah, you can you can you can indulge in yourself indulgences and vices and stuff, but you got to be aware of the dangers of what you're doing. I mean, there's a lot of things I don't even do anymore, you know, because of things I've seen, learned, and experienced. Because it's like, there ain't no point to it. Shit, I don't even go out to the club like that. <laughs> the only time I ever go out to the club is if I'm, like, meeting another, seeing another rapper when they're performing or something like that, or I got a show, but or, – or niggas out there making appearances, and I'm just like, you know, hey, like, make an appearance, say what up to the, everybody who won't be at the spot, what up. Hey, y'all, let's connect, do a track without the bam, head up, head to the crib. 
All right, sir. Thank you uh, for joining me on this call. Uh, go ahead and plug the album and uh, where we can find the music. Oh uh, yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, oh yeah, it's gonna be coming out, man. In the first week, first week of November, man. Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Entitle, YouTube, Sound. Well, um, DJ Scully, uh, Chris Crack. Denmark Vesey, Corey Ether, Fable, Landon Wordswell. You know, shout out to all y'all, man. Shout out to Doug on the mastering, you know. Shout out to Throne Age, you know. And shout out to all my niggas, man. Like, for real, you know. Peace of the gods, man. Yeah.